don't take shit, I got no love for the fakeness If you wanna play tough and wanna hate this, I'll always show up I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit, I got no love for the fakeness If you wanna play tough and wanna hate this, I'll always show up and make a statement I don't ever slow up Good afternoon and welcome to the DevTech Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Andre. Today, I'm going to be tackling a very interesting subject. Well, to me anyway, and hopefully to many other people as well. Agile. What does it mean to be agile? And are we actually agile? And by we, I mean, in general, the software in, in the software development field, uh, the companies that do this kind of work and the people who do this kind of work. Are we really agile or do we simply not know what we're talking about? Why do I think this is interesting? So I've been running some small experiments every now and then for the past six or seven years. And every time I go to an interview as a software engineer, every company says that they are agile. And then here comes the uh, following question. In every single situation I ask them, okay, what do you mean by that? What what do you do that makes you agile? What does that mean to you? And the answer is invariably the same. Um, we have a uh, we have sprints. We work in sprints, um, generally two week sprints basically, and we have a uh, backlog that we host in uh, in in Jira, and that's basically it. So those two things uh, seem to qualify every company to be uh, agile, and of course. I've been trying to find out for myself, what does that actually mean? Um, if, if you'd asked me this question five or six years ago, I wouldn't have been able to give you an answer. Um, what was Agile? Who knows? Yes, I've read the Agile Manifesto. I know what it says. Um, but what does it really mean to be Agile and to work in an Agile way? That was an unknown for most of my career. <clears throat> now, fast forward seven years, and I'm now in a different space. If you were to ask me this question today, I would say that Agile is all about three things collaboration speed and purpose each one of those has a specific meaning so why do i say collaboration because you cannot be you cannot be agile by working by yourself uh, agility comes from from um, your interactions with your team members and with the people outside of that team because obviously nobody works in uh, in one big silo right we work in, in in teams and bigger companies have multiple teams um, and they, they should, or at least in theory, they should work together. Doesn't really happen that much, um, but it, it's a nice thing to thrive for, uh, to achieve. Uh, the other thing that I've mentioned is speed. And why speed? Because, of course, you can't be agile if you're very slow. If your process means that whatever you do, you need you need to wait for three weeks to get an approval from someone, then that's not, that's not really agile. You can't, you can't work that way in any productive manner. And finally, purpose. Now, this is a big one because everywhere I go, I find the same thing, really. Um, nobody knows why they're doing what they're doing. They might know if you ask them, say, okay, that's what my manager asked me to do or that's in my uh, objectives for the year. Uh, but very, people, very few people actually think about what does it mean for the company, for the company mission why why do they do what they do why does that company exist what is its purpose and if you don't understand that and if we don't understand that and we don't care about that that company mission let's say then nothing is ever going to improve so to me these three things are quite important and i'm sure there will be other people who will come and say other things and i don't know what i'm talking about that is probably true 
let's face, let's face it. But if you can work in an environment where you can try things quickly and run experiments and see what works and what doesn't, and that's how you qualify your decisions. If you work in an environment where you can collaborate with other people and you can pull your heads together and come up with a common uh, um, solutions, um, if you have a purpose and you understand what that is and everybody in the company is, is working towards the same goals, then to me, that's an agile environment. That's, it's, it's as simple as that. Now, of course, there are a number of um, um, other things that come into play here. So one of them is the team dynamics, and this is a very important one. How do you measure performance and how do employers measure performance? Now, if you work as a software engineer, you know very well it comes down to a number of things. One of them is, are you a decent individual contributor? Maybe you're a senior dev who is actually very, very good at what you do. And in that case, you are an individual contributor. But that comes, um, is, is faced with the team player side of things. Because you can't be just an individual contributor and not care about what happens in the team. If someone needs help, maybe someone needs a PR proof, maybe someone needs a bit of um, knowledge, um, maybe someone needs a bit of a, um, a bit of support with what they're doing, especially less senior people, then that's where being a team player comes into play very, very well. Um, so that's what it boils down to. And to me, I think... The important bit is to find the right balance. You need you need senior people who are very good at what they do. These are your your absolute very good individual contributors who can do whatever it takes to do um, to achieve um, whatever companies is trying to achieve. Um, you need the balance of those people and a balance of other people who are team players. Um, it's not see. I'm, I'm trying to think what I'm saying now. It's not actually that easy to quantify but the main issue comes from the fact that all the companies that i've been through they they judge on individual contributions only without looking at all the other things so you could help your colleagues as much as you want you can do all these things that can improve process and all that but nobody cares about that it's all about what you can do and what do you put your name on yourself right if you try to be that senior dev who's pushing everybody to be better and you give credit to everybody and there's other people's name on every little thing that happens in that company then you come out as someone who hasn't done anything that has actually happened to me even in a place where uh, i've been changing uh, processing how a team works and, and have actually very good results that nobody else could achieve and yet because my name was not directly on many things you know i was judged just based on on that it's all down to management, really, and how involved they are with the people who work in every specific team. Because if the management doesn't care, if the management uh, relies only on monthly one-to-ones or whatever, without actually knowing what happens, then they're not going to know anything. And that usually happens with um, managers who are not technical, right? It's old-school managers, as I call them, people who don't know anything from a technical point of view, and just look at reports, spreadsheets, and numbers, and that's pretty much how they judge everything. So if you are in that kind of place, being agile is pretty much impossible, and your team dynamics will suffer, right? Everybody's going to be encouraged to be an individual contributor, but not be a team player. Um, and that leads into other things, um, like, for example, the company goals and what they're trying to achieve and how that works, because if, if everybody's focused on their individual performance and nobody cares about anything else, then what do you have? You've got the place where, well, nothing outside of your direct interest matters. That's basically what that is. And of course, you've got, in, in this, you have other things as well. Um, 
let's think what, what is the number one killer of productivity in a software development team i'm going to say that the meetings is the answer the meetings is what kills the productivity and i've seen teams that um that had almost full days of meetings after meetings after meetings which leaves less time to do anything else so what i'm trying to do in every place where i go is try to um, cut not try but actually cut down the number of meetings to the bare minimum and by that i mean don't get my developers into meetings if you need them for five minutes here and there fine uh, call them in uh, ask them a question and let them go what you don't do is get them into a one hour long meeting with 20 other people where they just have to be there and wait patiently for their turn to arrive and then they asked something and they've just wasted an hour when they could have just wasted five minutes right that's the difference and i'm also asking people and and uh, other managers to think about who they invite to the meetings how long they're for don't invite my an entire development team because at that point you've just ruined the productivity for the whole day and if this happens every day well guess what you're not going to have time to build anything so the meetings is number one kill of productivity in my mind it needs to be uh, cut down quite a lot so all this fits into the um, collaboration and the speed pillars that i was talking about um, before now let's see what else big one silos everywhere i go there seems to be a common pattern you've got your uh, developers who even themselves are, are separated into two silos you've got your back-end developers and you've got your front-end developers then you have your qa people that would be a third silo the testing uh, department and then you've got other ones as well like you might have a network team you might have a devops team um, all of them function as silos they all have their own backlog they might serve multiple teams and if you need something done well tough join the queue and wait for your things to happen and of course this kills the speed of delivery that kills pretty much everything and everything takes longer and longer and longer why does this happen because they lack the purpose the mission is not clear what are we trying to achieve you know we're trying to make sure that, uh, for example, uh, we choose our tickets in whatever order they're in and we make that decision what we work on. Or do we look at what's actually important to the business and how can we make sure we unblock most people? And how do we make sure that we solve the, the right issues at the right time? Which is all, this is all and feeds into the agile uh, mindset. Um, you know, work on something that has the highest value and everything else can fall on the uh, downside, basically, on the, on the sideways. So um, if you want to achieve something, and if we want to achieve something in a company in this industry, then we have to bring down the silos. The testers can be separate. We, you will hear this shifting testing left quite a lot. And we've been, hearing that, we've been hearing that for at least 10 years, if not more. And yet everywhere I go, it still hasn't happened. We still throw work over the fence from developers to the testers. They're not part of the team per se. They are a silo. And uh, wherever I go, I'm trying to break down the silo and make sure I get the testing people together with the developers so a piece of work happens whenever it happens and the testing happens at the same time. We don't throw stuff over the fence. So you can probably see the theme already. It's collaboration, speed and the purpose cover quite a lot actually. So that's why I consider them to be the pillars of every uh, agility you can have in a team or company because without these three things nothing really happens not at a de de uh, not at a decent uh, speed anyway um, now let's see another interesting item is the backlog right how is it done how do we decide what we work on 
and you would say well if you if you work in an agile um, place then you should be working on things which are important to the business and do them in order right but how often does that happen you have to deal with multiple teams you have to deal with multiple requests and sometimes things are done based on political games based on who knows who based on who has more influence based on the rank on the ladder of the person who asks for the thing because the higher you are the chances are you're going to get what you want first and everything every, everyone else will, is going to have to wait and of course we as flawed human beings uh, we think that whatever we want done is the most important thing but just because it's important to us doesn't mean it's important to the mission of the company there's a very big difference right there. So you've got to work on your motivations. You've got to work on your interests. You've got to work on the things that matter to you, that are valuable to you. And understand that actually all that comes secondary to whatever is best for the company and for its mission. And that's the hardest part for most people to get their head around. So yes, your backlog is a very good indication if you're agile or not. And of course, now that we started talking about backlogs, we have other things we can talk about like for example estimates is it worth trying to estimate our work now we've been trying to to get better at this estimating game for decades now and we know it can't be done mainly because of the the nature of the beast right uh, in theory it sounds great you're doing something then the next time you do something similar it should take roughly the same amount of time but that is a fallacy because nothing really is exactly the same um, the, the requirement is not the same, the team of people is not the same, the conditions around that piece of work are not the same. So you might have a different set of challenges, whatever it is, even if it's something that you've done in the past, but maybe you were unblocked in the past and now you're not. So that could take, you know, it could mean that whatever you used to do in three days, the next time it might take you a month. And that's because you have to solve a lot of other issues that we didn't have the first time around. Now, this is part of the waterfall process more than anything. We've tried that. We've tried to do time estimates, like I said, for decades. And it never works. It literally never works. The whole idea of getting better at estimating at the estimating game is a fallacy because we can't do it for the reasons I've just explained. And you, you can dismantle this whole thing in about 30 seconds flat. And if you know we haven't been able to do it, and so many companies haven't been able to do it for decades, if we have so many failed projects because they took too long, then how can anyone come and say, you've got to get better at estimates, at your estimation game? You, you can't do it. So then we came out with the other idea. Okay, let's use story points. And that opened up a whole set of other issues. Um, I used to believe that there is some value in doing story points estimation. Now, if you ask me now, I'm not that convinced anymore. Because I think we spend way too much time trying to estimate something when we could be using that time to actually work on that thing and make a lot more progress and just not bother with the estimation at all. So let's say that if you have, you've got your backlog, right? And you set it in the order of importance, but importance to the business, right? What's valuable to the business and its goal, not you directly, whoever you are. So if you do this, then do estimates add any kind of value because whatever the estimate is even if you get it right you still spend the same amount of time so i'm not seeing this value right now in doing in, in playing the estimation game anymore i'm really not it, it can take several hours every sprint every week or every other week to do this and 
those hours could be better used by actually doing the work or this part of the work. That's kind of where I am at the moment. Uh, but of course, you know, trying to convince the business to work this way with that type of backlog and that those kinds of estimates or lack of, <laughs> it's uh, almost impossible um, if they don't have the right mindset. And most companies do not, in my experience anyway. So I'm sure there will be people who who listen to this and they will say, well, I don't know what you're talking about in my company, we're 100% agile. If you do, and if you truly are agile, well, congratulations. That's not that often you can see that. So what do we do? How do we fix this? Well, we we do it by trying little bits of things every now and then, which is the agile way, right? Try something, a small exercise and see how it goes. So for example, we could try to work with Sprint without kind of without any kind of estimates and just see how it goes. And if we decide that, yeah, actually this is worthwhile, then we can keep doing that, right? It's all about experimenting and finding out what works for you and your environment. Now, what I'm trying to do now, because I've moved a bit from the uh, software engineer role more into a, a, a team lead, and I'm trying to progress my career down that way rather than an individual contributor. Um, these are the kind of things that I'm trying to break down right now, have a good process in place, but also understand where the time is being wasted and trying to eliminate that. Now, removing the impediments is another important bit in an agile world. Um, because obviously, if you've got, I'll give an example. So let's take, um, this is a subject that I've, um, I had a podcast um, only last week about, and that's DevOps, right? If you happen to have a DevOps team, a completely separate team dedicated to this subject, which I think it's a fallacy anyway, but let's leave that on the side for now. If you've got three or four development teams that depend on that team to do whatever they require, in, in their DevOps environment, being uh, Azure DevOps or anything else really, then you can see how the delays will mount and mount and mount. Because first of all, nobody really is an expert in these kind of things, right? When you work in a DevOps environment um, and you try to build your pipelines and everything else, everything is pretty much you try something, see if it works and you move on from there, right? And that assumes you have the right permissions, you have the right the rights required to do what you need done. But if you do a small change and then you have to wait three weeks for someone to approve it, that's pretty much killing your, wor your uh, workflow, right? It's killing you right there because you cannot afford to wait. I want to try something. I'm, I'm doing a small change and then I want to go ahead and see, does it work? No. Okay. I'm going to try something else. Does it work? No. I'm going to try something else. Did it work? Yes. Awesome. I'm done. But if every change takes several weeks, then you have no chance. And I have no chance of doing anything like that. So that's why I think that having a separate DevOps team is a very bad idea. Instead, what I think we should be having is having the rights to do what we need inside the team, having people with full access rights and administrator rights to do whatever they require as part of the team, of that team, not another team. And then everybody focuses on the same kind of thing. That's kind of how it works. So that, that's the way I see it. And it leads into... Hopefully you see now how everything is connected. When I'm talking about collaboration, I'm talking about speed, I'm talking about purpose, I'm talking about silos, backlogs, estimates, all this come together into showing you how agile you truly are. So I know the, the title of the episode is a bit of a uh, clickbait, really. You're not agile. Um, and the reason is that even companies that say they're agile, they're really not. And you can see that very, very quickly just by asking a few questions and how do you do 
certain things. Pick whatever you want. You know, how do you do your DevOps stuff? How do you collaborate? Uh, how do you judge people's performance? All these things. An answer to the, any question like that will tell you straight away if a team is agile or not. In most cases, the answer is no, we're not agile. Um, hopefully, this will give some sort of value to someone and maybe it will give you the push to try maybe some small changes here and there and see how it goes. If that happens, let me know because, you know, all, all we need sometimes is a bit of a push. That's literally it. A bit of an idea, a bit of support. So if you manage to do something like this, let us know. This will be on YouTube. This will be on podcasts as, as usual. And I will answer every every comment everyone, or any question someone has. I would be happy to see some experiences shared as well. If you've got something like that, please don't hesitate to do it. Until then, thank you very much and I will see you next time. I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit, I got no love for the fakeness. If you wanna play tough and wanna hate this, I'll always show up. I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit, I got no love for the fakeness. If you wanna play tough and wanna hate